0: That's quite scary to think that they, this is something that was reviewed on a VAR monitor in the slow motion and still come to the wrong decision where the panel of overturned it. It's bizarre, isn't it?
1: Everyone saying you're listening to the Beyond the Gaffer podcast. You're here with your boy Kaj and your co-host Dinisha Dillon. How are you guys doing?
2: Cheers, Kaj. Doing really well, thank you. Really excited to record today. Second episode. I'm glad you guys enjoyed the first episode. So we're back on a Sunday morning to get this one recorded. It's a nice episode as well. Lots of controversy. So looking forward to this one.
0: Yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah, like Dinisha said, bright and early on a Sunday. Uh, Newcastle playing later today against West Brom which I'm very very nervous for so we'll see how that one goes Um, so like we said yeah I know so like we said today's episode is a very controversial one we're talking about VAR and referees in general and how we think it's been used in the Premier League this season so just some background obviously VAR was brought into use um, I think most notably in the World Cup in 2018 Uh, And now it's been in the Premier League for about two seasons now, and I think we can all agree that it's definitely had its ups and downs, and it's evolved in certain ways that we don't necessarily think, um, maybe for the right reasons or for the wrong reasons. I think we all know that what your VR is used for, but really it's typically brought in for clear and obvious errors or serious missed incidents, and in most cases it's for goals, penalty decisions, red card incidents, and mistaken identity. I guess just starting off with probably one of the most controversial aspects, the offside situation. Um, I think we've seen a lot of instances where offsides have been typically judged um, very harshly or where it's not been clear to the point where a lot of fans have been unhappy with decisions that might have not been challenged in the first instant. Um, I think Dylan specifically, there's an example of Mane versus Everton last minute what did you think about that particular decision and how that affected the game because obviously that was a huge game at the time
2: yeah I mean obviously look these well going back to October when we scored I I saw no issue with the offside initially I mean I thought that was a legitimate goal and then obviously when the lines come out and everyone starts drawing it gets everyone gets a bit complicated and confused we don't really know what's going on I mean the thing with offsides it feels like football is trying to it seems like it's always shooting itself in the foot in the sense like it, things are constantly changing there's no there's no sort of consistency with the offsides like people some people think oh it will be a goal and that it wouldn't it would it, i mean people would think it would be a goal and that people are ready to celebrate and then you, you get told from the commentators oh it won't be a goal because you know his foot is or his elbow is one centimeter offside and you're just thinking how it feels like there needs to be i guess a margin of error built in for these offsides to happen. There's too much controversy happening regarding offsides. There just seems to be no consistency. And I think for me, that's what's taking the fun away from it. And that's what sort of impacted me when I was watching that Mane chance. That thrill of that last minute goal um, before it to be swiped away with these broadcasting lines was just was just phenomenal. I couldn't believe it.
1: I think it's just caused more confusion when it comes to what is an offside and what is what isn't. And we can say that but a number of other rules and like pen, like penalty decisions for example which we'll get to but with uh, the offside goals because <laughs> there's I think the biggest crime when it comes to VAR what it's causing is there's a definite a number of legitimate goals that would have been allowed before uh, before VAR uh, which would have which was part of the game and the natural flow of the game as well that is just being eradicated and I don't think it's just good.
0: I think for me the where Where VAR comes into this, this is arguably where it should be used best, because offsides as it is, it's probably one of the hardest things to judge as a lineman, as a linesman in real time. You're trying to look for two points of contact at the same time, which is pretty much impossible in the naked eye. I don't know how linesmen do it in the first place, and I commend them for the job that they do. And I think VAR should be, in effect, the most effective part of the technology for this aspect but the problem is the premier league are trying to be too precise with the offsides and i think that's where it where the controversy probably comes into play too much because we're looking at like such fine margins here that people are just so confused to the point where you wouldn't even question these decisions in the first place and there's no sort of consistency in that sense like where it's being judged to that level of detail
1: so like VAR was meant to, the definition was VAR will be used only for clear and obvious errors or serious mis- incidents in four match changing situation, goals, penalty decisions, red direct red card incidents and mistaken identity. If you bring it back to the offside goals, I guess a great example is like with Werner against Liverpool, it wasn't clear and obvious, right? And when the argument is, if you have to put the lines in just to find these little marginal offside calls, do you think that that's, defeats the purpose of var because i don't think that's what var was meant to come in for so like the the ones where it's so obviously when a uh, when a striker is onside or when a striker is offside that's when var is best implemented if the linesman misses that but when you introduce the lines and it becomes really marginal that's not what the technology was meant to be in for, coming in for
2: I, I guess with that i guess like i've, I've seen some people say obviously it's, you're either offside or you're not. And to an extent, yes, I can see that. But I mean, like, I think there needs to be a, a built-in margin of error for this. Like, yes, like for, for with Werner, like to the naked eye, could you really tell to, f- to a precise detail that that w- would be offside or not? I mean, I think in some leagues, they are trying to utilize a margin of error, like in the Arid Vidzi in the Dutch league. There's a, if sort of, if the blue and red lines touch when the, when the VAR is doing the line, if they touch, then they can be considered uh, onside but in the premier league it's just it's not that if if the if, if the ones the foot or elbow or wherever they seem to measure it from nowadays is ahead of the last defender it seems to be offside and for me that I think that's where the problem lies like i've seen lines go through people's arms people's legs people's feet like i, I don't know where they're judging this from when it comes to offside and i think for me that's the sticking point that where's the consistency of where they're drawing these lines from it just seems to be they're picking a place where they picking a place on the player's body and it seems to they just seem to justify that by giving the decision and that
0: doesn't seem right at all i think that's exactly the issue the problem is is that obviously it's the refs there that are picking these these points of contact where they think that that's the you know the fur the furthest point um where it's being measured, essentially, uh, and like we said, they're, they're measuring it to such precise levels that it's got to the point where it's not even it it's it's almost too it's almost too detailed, where it's not even yeah it's it's just not very clear at all, is it? So, I think like we said, there needs to be a there needs to be some set, like some level of consistency in terms of where it's being measured from, and then in the sort of in the sense where fans are able to sort of just understand uh, at what point you know the offsides are being measured from and linesmen need to be I think given a bit more discretion in that sense and need to be helped more with the with the use of the technology because obviously like we said to the naked eye it's pretty much impossible to measure two points of contact at the same time so I think with that margin of error there should be more leeway in that sense in terms of for the attackers as well. I mean, it's something that we
1: can talk about later in the pod, but if you compare it to how cricket's used, when they bring the review system into play and they go through it, you can hear the, uh, not the commentators, the umpires, at least in the background that go through the decision in terms of where it's hitting the ball, going to uh hotspot and so on. So at least with, with these offside decisions, we can't even hit, uh, get the refs mic'd up to listen to understand what the decision process is. But yeah, we can go through that later. I mean, another talking point about VAR possibly is how it's also not been used for penalty decisions effectively. In my opinion, uh, there's another clear example yesterday. And I feel like it happens a lot, especially against Arsenal where we get screwed over more is the Pepe didn't get an clear and obvious penalty uh, decided for him uh against Burnley I know that VAR there's also an example of how VAR is used effectively when I think the referee uh, gave out a red card for one of the Burnley defenders and it was correctly uh rescinded and overturned for a yellow card but it, it's just things like that that's where that those are the situations where VAR should be coming for the clear and obvious penalty decisions that the Hudson-Odoi penalty the week before I don't know, like, that's where I think VAR is not being used properly at all.
0: It's weird you mention the clear and obvious, because I think as the season's gone on, that thought process has sort of gone out the window, where they're not really looking into what is a clear and obvious error. They're just sort of deciding for themselves and not really looking at what the referee's viewpoint was to start off with. Because I've seen a lot of instances now where a contentious penalty, for example, I mean, there's... If if we're talking purely from a VAR context, there's no such thing as a soft penalty on that basis. It's either a penalty or it shouldn't be a penalty. And I think it should go with what the ref's original decision, unless, like what the rule said, there is a clear and obvious error to the point where there is a dive, for example, or it's not touched his arm. But like you said, with the the Pepe situation, I guess it's, it's so odd that they have the benefit of looking at all these angles and they're still coming to the wrong issues, like, sorry, they're coming to the wrong outcome. Where do, where do you think the the blame is in that sense? Is Is that with the referees?
1: Like, for me, that's not really the referee's problem. Like, I understand why technology and VR was being implemented. A, VR, a referee normally can't look at all aspects of the game because it's such a fast, fast moving sport, fast paced sport. And it's obviously there's so many players in his obstruction, so he couldn't have seen that. And but that's why the technology was brought in. And if a referee behind, I think it's Kevin Friend, that looked at that and did not think that that was a penalty, then there's something wrong. Not not with the technology, but with the actual ref. Um, but yeah.
2: I mean, look, VAR wasn't brought in to re-referee a game. I mean, I think like Dennis said, you need to stick with if you can the on-field decision like in cricket they normally stick with the on-field decision and then it goes up to like the third umpire if there's enough evidence that they can overturn it and I, if there's not enough evidence to overturn it when it goes to VAR then the referee's decision on the field should be given more weight as that's what the referee has seen and given unless like we said there is a clear and obvious error but I think it's just it's just a consistency issue or I don't know maybe it's a training issue maybe that maybe people have been told different things and obviously the rules have changed so much I don't think even like even I'm struggling to work out what nowadays is a penalty and not it's it's getting quite complicated and quite confusing especially with all these law changes like I don't know how you guys feel but I feel like it's it's hard to keep on top of what are the laws in the game what is a handball what is not I feel like some referees will give it some won't and it's just causing a lot of confusion for the fans like maybe it's lucky that fans aren't there this season as there seems to be so much controversy with whether things will be given or not just on the, I think you ball, hit the nail oh, on the head.
1: On. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, sorry. Finish. Uh, before I interject, it's just, I think you hit the nail on the head when it came to like consistency. Um, there's just a lack of it, especially with what, a, like especially with what a red card is, for example. I mean, we can talk about like the David Louise penalty, uh that he gave away to wolves like a month or so ago as well, we'll i'll let i'll let Finnish speak first but then that's a that's a prime example of like a lack of consistency for me in the game because i think there was there are other examples when i think oh, i wish i knew knew it but, but the a defender was let through for the lot uh was the last man and he only got uh sent through for a yellow card but it seems like arsenal defenders get the get the the worst end of the, these decisions and get a red card and a penalty, things like that. But yeah, finish, you talk, because I No, yeah, interrupted no,
0: just, just under the whole umbrella of the consistency thing. So like like Dylan was saying, we've got to a point where we don't know what the rules are for these specific sort of aspects of the game. And I mean, probably one of the most contentious ones are these handball decisions, because we saw at the start of the season, they were literally giving handballs out left, right and centre. Players weren't even looking... When even looking at the ball, they were getting handballs for them. I mean, this 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 one benefited Newcastle massively. The dire, the the dire incident where his he was jumping for the ball in his hands in air, like is in did the you, air. Did
1: you actually complain about it at the oh, time? Of, let's co- be of fair, course, of course. I,
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm <laughs> not gonna I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue with the outcome and the result. I was happy, but I can't stand there and celebrate something where we just didn't deserve it at all because that decision was completely wrong. Uh, I mean, how can you, how can you expect to jump without using your arms? And this is where it comes <laughs> down to, like, where, like Dylan said, it's just not we clear. VR is what...
1: saving Steve Bruce, mate. is saving Steve Bruce, like
0: said it. It's going, isn't it? Yeah, so how can yeah. you, how can you expect to, like, in that scenario, how can you expect to jump without using your hands? And this is what I mean, where we don't know what the rules are specifically for handball these days. I mean, if I, if, if we look at some of the decisions given more recently, where they probably should have been handballs. I think my understanding of it now is that if your arm is in an unnatural position, i.e., above your shoulder, for example, um, and there is an intention to move your arm towards the ball, then that is considered a handball. Which, logically speaking, that makes sense. Um, but like we saw, like another example, I think was the Greenwood, or was it Gre- was it Greenwood or was it Hudson Odoi? Hudson Odoi, yeah, think- Hudson Odoi, yeah, in that situation where that probably should have been given as well. So, like I said, it, maybe it is something to do with the rules where we just need more consistency on that basis and just needs to be applied better.
1: I mean, uh, this is my general theme, but I think you guys are letting the refs off the hook a lot when it comes to this, because we talk about uh, penalties not given and the Hudson are doing it, I still think that was a bit... It's not that it was it was obvious, but it looked like it also hit Greenwood's arm in the process. That's why I was a bit like, mm. like there was also a penalty not given for I think it was for Chelsea early on in the season when Maguire was just wrestling uh, Luke Shaw. Uh, not, not Luke L- Shaw. Going, to <laughs> <am> I better, me. Yeah,
0: I What
1: am I saying, Luke Shaw? It. Oh, word. Yeah, no. See, but and it's those clear and obvious decisions that which was technology was meant to be brought in for that it's not actually not solving and it's not providing that level of consistency is the biggest problem. And that doesn't really come down to the technology. The technology is there to slow show uh, uh, replays of certain incidents that are game changing, but it's down to the referees to make the decision and let the, or the referees behind uh, in in their rooms or whatever, to let the referee on the pitch know that, that something needs to be overturned or something needs to be looked at. That's that's just my opinion, isn't it? I,
2: I'm going yeah. I'm going to hit back in the sense there where yes, okay, maybe the referees need some more training or or clarity given, um, and some of the decisions. Oh yes, they have been questionable. But for, if like we are talking about handball, right? It at the moment there's a split law for for handball for attacking and defending. I know it's changing in in July but like we saw last week with Fulham against Tottenham, like Josh Maha, the ball hit his hand unintentionally, but because it led to a goal, it was automatically ruled out, um, even though it was unintentional. But if it happens for a defensive handball, um, then nothing happens. So, I mean, the rules are not clear there. Why would you have a split handball law for an attacking and defending uh, like phases of play? And that just seems crazy. Why don't you just have it one? And I know they're changing in July, but it seems like how do we get to a point where if it's an accidental handball leading to a goal, it's not a goal. But if it's an accidental defensive handball, it's, it just carries on. It's crazy. And I think referees maybe need some guidance there from the lawmakers and IFAB or whoever it is. And I can understand why there is some confusion and even why fans are getting confused. Like I, I doubt many people even know that there's two different split laws for handball so i mean as a fan if you're getting confused i think the referees do deserve like a bit of slack i don't know
1: what you mean what slack or just easing off i mean when it comes to analyzing vr you can't analyze it without analyzing the rest but also the probably the rules like you mentioned i think there definitely needs to be some thought more thought process uh, given to how we uh, we are creating these rules especially like the handball rule i mean it's always been a bit a bit ambiguous to be honest in terms of what is a handball and what isn't it's just depending on like how you look at it, if it is in a natural body position but it keeps to, it keeps on consistently changing and i think in terms of the rules having players who have played the game on a professional and elite level being involved in there so they can see it from a, from different points of view that will actually help the game, I think. But yeah, that's that's just one of my also potential solutions for not just VR, but that to improving that whole experience and the game itself.
0: I think just, I guess we've taken a very negative spin on the whole VR aspect. And I don't think we can deny that overall VR has come to more or less the correct decision more often than not. Um, and it's definitely beneficial in that sense i think the the referee point is a is a is an odd one because obviously especially like with the offsides, for example they're the ones who are who are drawing these lines and coming to the conclusion of where the points of contact should be um so they are making these decisions and i, ca- I can't i can't not disagree with catch because they're they're there to make the to come to the correct decision because they are you know the experts in in this particular area and a lot of the decisions that VR have looked at especially recently have been the wrong decisions so maybe it is I'd say it's a little bit of both to the point where referees do need more support in that sense but I think we need to go back to what VAR should actually be used for um so just going back to the the red card point for david louise do you think that was an issue more of the rules itself was it not clear because i think there was an issue in terms of how the law was interpreted for that situation and like you said the the last man sort of issue
1: i mean i was going to talk about the solutions really but i mean speaking of the david louise red card there was an exact. David Luiz gets a lot of flack, right? And I think that red card was based solely down to re, the reputation of David Luiz. Peter Walton brought it, and he's. Uh, you know what? I don't want to say about Peter. Talk about Peter <laughs> I think Wall. we can all agree. <laughs> I love Peter, he's not it. I, I, like. I, I. You know what? I would actually swear, but then it's just no point, really. But it's. But funnily enough, he actually agreed that pen- the Pepe uh, penalty was a uh, what is it? Was a penalty. So that shows how much of a bad job that Kevin Friend did in in yesterday's game. But yeah, when talking about the red card, look, he didn't touch the guy. He didn't purposely play the ball. But if he, uh, but then he got a red. But he got a red card. He. I think the rule was you can get you can get a yellow at least if you try to play the ball, he did that last year against Chelsea in terms of playing the ball and he got a red card and a penalty and so on. So I, that's why I just, that's why he learned from that and he's still getting a red card. So that's where the lack of, for me, the confusion is lack of consistency is. And yeah, now in terms of the solutions for some, some of this, I'm going to let's, let's bring it back to like the offside rules, for example, if that's cool of you guys, I think when it comes to, what needs to change with VAR is one consistency, but also transparency with the, with the referees. So like when it goes to, uh, judge, uh, analyzing a goal, if it should stand looking at the offside rules, right. It should, we should listen to what the decisions are being made and the thought process behind it. Cause you get that through cricket in terms of you go the ball, uh, they look at if the was if the bowler is going uh, if it's bowling a no ball or not. Then if it's bouncing and if it's uh, hitting the pad, going through hotspot to see if it's if they hear a sound or if they hit, look at those vibrations. And then um, oh, I don't know what the rest of the technology is called, but you know, at least when you're going uh, when that happens, you trust the process because you trust the people behind it. You don't get that here, and they it, it feels like they're just doing it or manipulating to whatever they think it is instead of them even having a conversation to say, okay, guys, we need to put it here, we need to put it there, just so we can... Uh, <coughs> sorry, we can analyse it. I don't know.
0: I think that's most important for fans in the stadium as well, because if if you're going to a game and you're watching one of these situations play out and you have no idea what's going on, like how is that fair for a fan Like just to see what the outcome, especially if it's like a game-changing situation? And it's probably one of the most... It's probably the easiest solution I think out of out of all the ones I think we'll touch on. Um, I mean I don't watch a lot of NFL but from what I've seen it it works so well in terms of the refs are very clear in going through the logical sort of thought process of them coming to their decision and I just don't see why that can't be done um for VAR just it works to hear in what, what Australian that in discussion football is. as well
1: mate. It works in Australian football as well uh, This is what I mean like football
0: is the the biggest sport in the world and You'd think that something like this would be so obvious to them, but it's even then I they just aren't they can't seem to come to the decision that should be something that should be implemented. And I think it's probably the most obvious thing I think should change for a start. I think it's something
2: where I think it might lead to a, a bit more, I guess, abuse of refs in the sense where people think if they're mic'd up and they still come to the wrong decision, there'll be screaming at the TV saying, Why is he saying this? but I also get the point where the transparency will come across. It will be nice to know as a fan what the process is. Um, like in some competitions, you get the lines on the screen, but I don't think they use it in UEFA competitions. But in the Premier League, you get the lines, and it's like, well, what's going on? I just think it would help with the whole process. It's, it, it's not complicated, but at the same time, it also is. Like people don't know what's happening. So maybe the ref's being mic'd up or maybe if they could come out after the the game or whatever and explain why they made that decision, it would benefit a lot of fans. And I think... I actually do believe a lot of fans would actually probably agree with it, but whether it all happen and it's the solution to solving probably some of these VAR controversies, it, it might not be. It's uh, not a it solution. Might, no, it's not but, a silver bullet, but I mean, it might make people a bit, I guess, accustomed to why some of these decisions are being made.
0: That's. I think that's that's really the big issue. No one really understands what the decisions are and how they come about. And like we said, like if, a fan going to a stadium they they deserve the truth essentially of what the decision and what the outcome is and the ref abuse point i don't think is relevant because they'll get abused regardless yeah. like it will it, happen get abu-
1: it's part of the job but also yeah, the exactly. reason why they get abused it
2: shouldn't be the, i think it's because abused as part
0: it, of the job okay no abused
1: is, okay, is the wrong word are,
2: but they'll get
0: berated yeah, job, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's
1: completely the wrong term right we get it we get it we, they shouldn't be abused but for me i think the reason why they get so much criticism is that they just, just have never done a good job and no one can really tell me that like a referee that they're happy to to not make a mistake to be honest because uh, you look we talk about the uefa but in Ch- in the champions league and the europa league i don't think i've ever really experienced any issues with var being used, in my opinion, this is the thing. I agree. Uh-oh. Yeah,
0: it's it's been like, good, I isn't know, it? if Newcastle won in the Champions man.
2: League or Europa League, I know it's you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> fine. From what I've seen, <laughs> this guy, this
1: guy, this don't worry, yeah. he'll be in the Conference League. And no, actually, no, we'll be in that soon. we tenth, but um, uh, you know, <laughs> Dylan's getting too gassed as usual, mate. What is this? Um, but then no, in the. It comes back to me, the the standard of the refereeing in this country, man. Like, you don't get it in Europe unless you have a true calamity in terms of... For me, that sounds like corruption. You know, like the Chelsea versus Barcelona kind of referee performance. Oh my performance. God, yeah. Those kind of, apart from those kind of performances, which feels like obvious corruption in my opinion, but yeah, on the standard, European referees are a hell of a lot better than what I've seen in the Premier League. And it seems to be a mistake every single game. And it comes down to them not doing their job properly i mean we can talk i'll i can talk in detail about referees in a bit but if we talk about the offside rules for example uh, you guys mentioned a good point in terms of the margin of error and touching the lines i want to do you have any uh, can you expand on that a bit
2: yeah so i mean i think that offside needs to be there needs to be some margin of error like i mean i think in the dutch league like i mentioned before if the lines touch i think it's about five centimeters then the goal will stand and I think that is something that's probably needed in the Premier League but the lawmakers from above disregard that and I, I think Arsene Wenger's looking at something similar where there should be some like daylight um daylight sort of review system where if you're if there if you are just fracturing your side that it should be given to the attacking team and and for me yeah if the line's touched that you do need some margin of error I just don't think I think that needs to be built in with the with these offsides I think the only the tech is there like I mean you're having an issue looking at frame rates for example it's so difficult to tell (laughs) when I'm looking at the screen when what frame the ball's actually left the foot it's quite it's so difficult I don't think the tech is there so why not build in this margin of error I think fans would accept it like if it's so so tight just stick with this on-field decision if we're going to have that's what I think
1: Uh, that's I mean the goal uh, the purpose of the, uh, like uh, I'm a broken record here was to change clear and obvious if it's not clear and obvious was to need to look into it that much for that much uh for that long you're just slowing down the game and that's not what football is about it's a fast paced game
0: yeah for me the the biggest issue with offsides is that they're looking too far into it to the point where like it's getting ridiculous that they don't they don't even know what they're looking at anymore they're looking at three different points of contact, like, they'll draw the line three different times and they'll draw it from three different points of contact. It just doesn't make sense. They basically need one point of contact that's consistent across all offside decisions. So, for example, the back of the foot. If you just take that as one reference point for all offside decisions, that would just make it so obvious. Like It would just make it so much clearer for both but fans, hope- refs, just everyone in general, what is an offside in that sense. Maybe you don't have to specify it to that level of detail, but they need some sort of consistency in that sense. I think just to come to a clear decision for everyone involved. Um, but and finish, I think I, the, I, sorry, yeah. um, just no, continue. Sorry. It, the other yeah, issue okay. is it, the angles. I think the angles that we look at on the screen, it should be a side on view. I don't understand why they don't have a side on camera that literally looks across the line from where they are, because all the angles that we look at on the TV are either from, a sort of behind the goal perspective or basically it it, it should just be side on in that sense when you and need then loads of cameras tell.
2: along the side of the pitch it, yeah, you, you would but, but i don't get why like they can't do that percent angle isn't it but why can't <clears> they do that i must. i, <clears> I don't understand be or something i, I assume so. yeah
1: but, but i i mean the only thing i would argue about in terms of like change like how long it will take is i agree that it takes too long and we've argued that There is one instance and it comes back to how it's been used in Europe in the Champions League. Did any of you watch Giroud's goal against Atletico Madrid in that we thought everyone thought it was offside, but it was correctly given in that the Atletico Madrid actually hit the ball over uh, themselves. And that's why they spent a lot longer in analysing the goal.
2: Do you, yeah, but, do you we, see but the th- thing with that one, it took like three no, minutes for the goal to be, surely one look. No, but it was, it was
1: the correct decision. No, but it's the correct decision, I right? I know, but surely That's isn't all the timing an issue
2: as well? Do you not think if they
1: referee oh, should have been one or, why, one or why two? Why should it take three minutes, three minutes for you for to, to see no that way. it no, hit no, an Atletico Madrid player? I completely agree with that. The only thing is at least the correct decision yeah, no, I, was given. Yeah, no, I'm with you. The right decision right is the most important You know thing. what? We wouldn't have... And it was actually a great spot. It was worth looking, spending that... Because you wouldn't see it. And then when you actually look at it close up, the Athletic Madrid did did hit it over. So it wasn't an offside. And a great a great goal just was uh, left through and Chelsea
0: won the game and it was the correct result in the end. That's but do you think what, it should have taken I, that long, though? I think that's the issue that, OK, yeah, maybe we no, are but, coming to the right but, decision, but it's taken too long. No,
1: no, but I think they wouldn't have, I think, especially now looking at Europe, if it was in the premier league, they wouldn't have one looked at it uh, for, they wouldn't have counted that as a goal. So which would have been incorrect for one. And they would have spent a, probably a lot of time anyway, at least here. They spent a lot of time in Europe in checking if the goal was correct. And that was a really hard one as well. It wasn't like one of these little fingers or whatever on, on the, behind the last defender. It was just one of those that was just a really good spot. Because most people would have thought that was offside, but it wasn't. That's the only, that's where I, I am for VAR, isn't it?
2: I mean, like in that situation, it did work. But for me, it, look, that decision, it, it took like three, four minutes to get to the right decision. Yeah, you're right. The right decision is the most important thing. But these VAR decisions are taking so long. Like, imagine if your fan sitting there in the stadium, Girouda scored, and you're waiting nearly five minutes before you see play again. I mean, surely there needs to be, this needs to be sped up in some way where decisions should not be if, if a decision is taking like five minutes to make is there not something wrong with the process or having or like said, it is are the cameras just not in the right place so you can see that straight away there must be something wrong no VAR decision
0: should take like that so long. like a
1: time limit we should have like a time limit because it uh three minutes in terms of not to, necessarily a time the limit, decision.
0: but I don't understand why like we said why does it take so long for you to see that and it hit enough it hit an, an Atletico Madrid player and it didn't hit Chelsea. No, but that, I, that I don't understand a, that. that. I, think one, I think that's just more of a referee. I think that's just more of a refereeing thing.
1: That wasn't a. No, but that wasn't an easy decision, guys. So that's that's not, I don't think that's the problem with VAR, in my opinion. And I think the referees did well, that's a good the job issue. there.
0: issue. If it's if it's not clear, then you should just go with what the original decision is. And this is part of the problem that they're spending far too long trying to trying to look at like all these fine details. Where if it's not obvious, then you have to give the benefit of the doubt to what the original decision that the referee made. And ultimately, that's what VAR should be used for. It should be used as a support mechanism for the referees, but ultimately give the referee the, the, final you know, the power yeah. to get the or, yeah, final the say. Yeah, agree. But unless it's so obvious to the point where it's completely wrong, then that's where it should be interjected. No, but it is just
1: an, one example where it is actually done. You can argue that it's not actually the what is meant. To be, but it's just the process of it is not, just needs to be improved. Yeah, it really and one that's of those. A, yeah,
0: it needs to be fine tuned in that like,
1: sense. It? Like I, I bring it back to yesterday's game, right? VR was genuinely there. It was good. It was good for overturning the decision for the Burnley defender because it hit the shoulder, and obviously a lot of things happened, right? So it was easy to think that it hit it hit the defender's hand, but he didn't, and. I'm not really against VAR for doing that. Of course, we. I wish we had a penalty, but I'm more annoyed about Pepe's penalty before than that decision, right? And it, yeah, like I'll I'll talk about the refs in a bit. But um, do you have any other uh, solutions that you have you recommend to for improving the AR? Before I I think going
0: back to the the sort of the flow of the game, I think something that would just be so good just to keep things moving because obviously football is such a like it's built on the rhythm of the sport and just allowing play to continue is just so important so I think the sort of a review system would just be so good in that sense where you just leave the decisions up to the individual teams themselves and if they think something is worth um challenging or they think you know, potentially a goal shouldn't be given a goal. You give that you give that freedom of choice to the teams themselves, and they can ultimately decide if they want play to continue or not.
2: I don't know. I think like a so review you system like... or something similar. Like what's interesting, I think something needs to change. Like I, I, just, I know it only gets involved in four key moments, but it seems like what well, I think we've had over a hundred VAR interventions this season in the Premier League. That it seems like a fair amount. I mean, and and it just. They just keep adding up, adding up, and totting up, and controversy seems to lead to more controversy. Like we've had the good, the bad, and the ugly over the course of the season so far, and I think for me, should it like, be like one a game then? Well, yeah, I mean, or well, one per half or whatever. or Let the captain or I don't yeah. know how. I don't. Know, I mean, this needs to be fine-tuned. But either let the, the captain of the team decides or the manager decides or whatever. One per half, whatever it is. I think that f- team should have like a review system, like they're doing cricket and tennis. It works if you if you get if you if it's upheld and you keep it if if you if you're wrong you lose it and i think that really that works well in cricket and stuff and it encourages teams to think about it think about the decisions they're going to make rather than go to VAR like all the time i think it it gives that thought process a bit of a bit of selection and i think that it would work well it works well in these other sports i don't know why it can't work in football
0: the thing is before VAR Everyone was happy for referees to make the decisions, for linesmen to call the offsides or not, and that was never an issue. It was only in situations where it was so obvious to the point where it might have been missed, which is expected, where you want to challenge those decisions, and I don't see why we can't go back to a situation where we just let the game play out naturally, let the referees make the decisions, let the linesmen call the offsides where they want to, but help them where they need to be helped. And if ref- and if teams want to challenge a decision, then that's where VAR is perfect for.
1: Nah, because you talk about this, but before VAR came through, every week we were complaining about a referee decision, right? And we're, we're talking about it again. So does it really come down to the the problem with VAR? Yeah, um, but the teams are and- complaining
0: because they didn't have the opportunity to challenge at that point. If you give the team the freedom to challenge, that's up to them if they want to challenge it or not. Why should, like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's up to them isn't it
1: no but the problem with that is how many so you're, you're you have to be careful about each individual one each like when a decision is wrong but you have to be conscious if safest in the 20th minute right you need to know a, pen, a clear pen, penalty that you think is not given should it not be like done regardless instead of having this review system or is it because that is the right decision instead of compared to like just having, do you well, get I guess, Cause I guess so this many goes years, back three, to the issue. Like, okay, so four like four you said,
0: okay, so if there's minimal contact in the box, for example, and the player goes down, you think it's a bit soft. I guess that's that's where it's, and it's, 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 a 90 it's more difficult a game compared to yeah. cricket,
1: right? That's why it's a ninety-minute yeah, game compared where, to Yeah, like... but where
0: when when incident happens shouldn't be the issue. If it happens in the first minute, if it happens in yeah, the 70th you, minute, you, why why you is that? The what's the, the referee, difference? Whoever yeah the on-field decision. What's the difference? Why yeah. should a why should a why should a decision be different just because what minute it comes in? Like that's that's not the issue at all. I think ultimately referees need to have the 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 freedom to make their decisions without being influenced by VR and someone telling them. You should make this decision because that's not what it's there for. And it does. It should be there it, to it help does, them. It? Yeah, right. it does.
2: Like if someone tells when you to go telling... over to the monitor, you're thinking you've made the wrong decision. They're telling you. They're essentially <laughs>
0: telling you you're wrong. Yeah, you exactly. need to overturn your decision. <laughs> exactly. That's the, how, if you're a referee, you're thinking, okay, I have to overturn it now. Yeah, exactly, why would you? Yeah. Why would you not? And we've how many? How many? Like how many
2: times a referee gone over to the monitor and not change the decision very very i quickly. think i've
0: only seen one or two instances then, where they've overturned it but
2: then we could argue that some some referees have gone over and and made it worse like when jaggy elka was sent off the other day against yeah Rilla, i think mike dean whoever it was when over was the ref went over to monitor and gave red card like i'm that was a the Va- bizarre that was a very bizarre the, decision that's oh, what i mean involved there so it's like it's, you never
1: know. look but the reason why the ref uh, the the review system worked is there's a transparency involved in the game. There's no transparency involved with these referees. Like they do need to be mic'd up from the not just the actual referees. I get, I understand the reasons why. Purely because with football, I can imagine there's the amount of swearing that's involved in, in terms of players to the referees, players to players. Like you saw that scene. You must have seen that between uh, Maguire and Rashford, right? They can't just uh, put that on TV where where a lot of kids are. Uh, watching and listening to that as well but there needs to be that transparency between the referees and that decision process and the the, well not match going fan uh, or just the fans watching or the managers and players watching as well and until we get that I don't think this review system will work and there's for me I'm going to talk I think it's probably my time to go about uh, to talk about this but I think when it comes to looking at the VAR, uh, VAR the problem has never been the actual technology itself, it's been the standard of refereeing in this country. We never, ever seem to complain about VAR being used abroad. Like, we just never do. I mean, you talk about that Chelsea, maybe how long it is, but at least it was ultimately the right decision. But do you not think that's because we
2: just don't follow other leagues? Like, other leagues do have VAR controversy. Like, Serie A has, has VAR controversy. Yeah, we just don't follow Serie A enough to know. Yeah. Like, other leagues do have it. I, I wouldn't say they don't. We just don't know it because we follow the PL most of the time.
1: You, no, I, fair enough, but the standard refereeing still doesn't mean it shouldn't be like, we should accept it. The referees have been like just generally poor for mo- throughout the Premier League in the last 10 years, right? If I, have, okay, ask you this, tell me a referee that is, that you're happy to, ha- uh, to have to match your that's been good, but, lot consistently good uh, over the last five to 10 years
0: no I agree I I would there wouldn't be a referee that would stand out to me that I would pick and be like I want this to be my referee because I understand like you know there's always going to be a situation where you know you're not always going to get it right and that's where VAR should interject but like I do agree with Kadji in the sense that like some of the decisions recent like the Lee Mason blowing his whistle twice for no reason (laughs) like what like come on like Was yeah, yeah exactly What was he doing so like it's, it's, said-
1: it's a team game it's a team game as well and even the the, uh, the referees because they also work on the uh, behind the scene with working the var that like kevin friend like i mentioned how can you not look at that and see that's not a penalty i know i'm just ranting on here but it's those kind of things that that would be a penalty in any that before var that would be a penalty you like that he put his uh, hand up up there in an unnatural position like it just would, and I look at some of the. I think look at some of the statistics, right. Another referee we could look at is Mike Dean, and you you complain about him uh, giving a red card to uh, Jagielka, right? In comparison, right, twenty-one matches for Martin Atkinson. He's given two red cards, fifty-one yellows. Right, Mike Dean, on the other hand, is given seven in seventeen matches. Seven, seven red cards. And two of those have been overturned.
2: Well.
1: <laughs> yeah, so what, what should
0: have been nine. You well, no, know, two of them he cards. gave,
2: and then the whoever's looked at the panel would have have overturned that red card. So he's given a red card for the wrong reason. And That's then... quite
0: scary to think that they, this is something that was reviewed on a VAR monitor in the slow motion and still come to the wrong decision, where the panel have overturned it. It's bizarre. Not isn't great.
2: It? Not great. Look, is it?
0: No,
1: and I know, I know. This comes from an Arsenal fan. And we feel like the referees are against us. I don't. I believe they're more. than incompetent, but. Honestly, I would, Mike Dean is one of the worst referees to have in your game, in the game, cause he's always looking to be the star of the show. Right. Um, Garth Crooks mentioned it in, I think BBC sport one time. He, he doesn't let the game flow. He wants, he wants to be the star. And I think it's a, it's the same with a lot, a number of referees, but mainly with Mike Dean and it, he ruins the game. And these referees have so much power to just influence the decision and instead of letting the game just flow, because they should not be the stars of the show. They should not be the talking points, but they constantly are. And they were the talking points in VAR, but they're the talking points before. And until you improve the actual implementation of how VAR is being used, you're not you will always complain about the technology.
2: I mean the refs, yeah. I mean, like, look, we know the standard of the refereeing in this country isn't great. Like you said, none, none of them got chosen to go to the World Cup two years ago. Yeah, and Wenger mentioned it like years ago. That definitely says something. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Um, I mean, I don't want to get into a sort of massive discussion about referees and we don't obviously we not we're for not, it. more. Yeah. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I, I'm, I don't I'm, want this I'm to become a referee backing, but I definitely think that the standard has well, we could argue has definitely decreased. Um, and even though the tech and everything has got better to an extent where are trying to help them and obviously it's refs helping refs that they they something something has gone wrong somewhere along the line it,
1: it, it feel, but at least with you know with ref one thing we've always wanted right because we wanted they the excuse was for refs they don't get enough help we've given them help we've given them the technology right but then we don't, they have no sense of accountability, right? If, for example, like this, if a manager or a player made as many mistakes as they did, or if any of us made as many mistakes as they do on a regular basis, we would be fired. We'd be, we'd be held accountable for what uh, we'd, be, we'd be asked questions to why we're doing it, why we made these mistakes, how we're going to correct them and so on. They, don't, they just seem to be maybe dropped for one or two games and then back into it for the next Premier League game for like a big game, for example. And one thing I would have loved to see is referees come on after the game to explain why these decisions were given so you can they can actually have give thorough exp- so people can understand why, what the decision process is because that's what people want to know. Why were these deci- decisions get, uh, being made? But I, I think know. what I
0: find really odd is that it's ha- it, it seems like it's got worse, and there's not even fans there. Like they're not even being influenced by fans they're on not a particular. Big, yeah, de- yeah, they're yeah, not, they're not being influenced by so, fans so on a decision. How many factors but can they're you still talk coming. About? Exactly. If anything, they should have a clearer headspace. Okay, even if players are shouting in and around them, that shouldn't. That's always happened. Like they're always used to that, and they're used to fans like you know berating them. So I don't. It's it's odd that. They're coming to more wrong decisions with with the influence of fans not being there than when fans were there. I don't know. I think some, basically what needs to happen is they need to figure out a way to have refs and technology more in tandem um, and just give them support where needed. But like Cad said, something maybe has to be done about the standard of the refereeing because I do agree no. that it has declined more recently and that's probably maybe an issue like dylan said that we're not aware of in the other leagues but something something does need to change in that sense dylan i'm
1: surprised you're not you're not looking into that in particular var especially maybe you hate var because they have they what you've lost five points like the most out of all tribal league teams uh we're we're out there as well but like one thing to really compare right unless we have robots which we would, <laughs> never will, right?
0: But, <laughs> no, but we
1: will. But the, the greatest comparison is, you know, with goal line technology, it was introduced, is an absolute, no interpretation. You know when the goal, what a goal is and what isn't. Like, people complain, oh, is it not a goal? Is it not a goal? And it went over the line. But obviously, part of the ball was uh, on the line and not over it. No one complains. Everyone respects the ref's decision because the technology does its job, right? And everyone's happy. But... But no one's happy with VAR because it's the referees are implementing it. That's that's where it comes down to for me. I, don't I mean,
2: know. I also think the tech's not quite there. Like with the, like I said, with the frame rate and everything. I think maybe maybe there is a case for saying, well, like like you said, goal and technology came in when the tech was right and everything was perfect. Like maybe they have to wait until the technology becomes better with VAR, like with the frame rate, so we can actually see when the ball left the foot or whatever, and they have cameras along the side of the pitch every but, every five or whatever but yards. that goes
1: against the point right like you guys don't want to slow the game down you don't want to because yeah just we don't but
2: the right decision is i guess is more important than slowing the game down although they, they are both that I, I mean the time taken for to make a decision is definitely definitely a problem like it, it de- definitely a huge problem
0: but okay just going back to like you know how var I think this has got a lot worse more recently, where they're looking at offsides in the build-up of play from something that happened 30 seconds ago. That's something nothing like fans would have ever challenged or anyone, maybe even like the teams, the managers, would have questioned in the build-up to the goal. So why should they be looking at these things in more detail when it's something that wouldn't have been questioned in the first wait, place? I don't know, what do you repeat, think? Wait, repeat repeat that again? What, so, what, was, what was it challenged? So like, some of these goals that have been disallowed recently have been disallowed because there was an offside in the build-up to play, but this, this might have happened maybe 15-20 seconds before the actual goal went in. But this is something that would have never been picked up by a fan, by a linesman, by any of the managers of the team for example, but they look at that in more detail than to give a reason to not give the goal. I guess you that's can. Not now. Something exactly. there was an the issue tech, in the first you've got place. The tech now, I you guess can, but you got the tech. You yeah. got the what tech, is, though. It's like, all part like, of people, the know, people, phase people, or
1: people, yeah, people complain about. No, you can't say that finished, because people did complain about certain goals shouldn't have been allowed because oh that guy was fouled, yeah, fouled yeah. just yeah. before. I don't, no, the foul is an issue,
0: but giving an offside for something. That wasn't even relevant to a phase of play, maybe 15, 20 seconds but later. I guess it's all one I phase don't of, of play, get why depending... That. But that, yeah. that,
1: for me, is where the tra- referees need to be mic'd up, to be more transparent and being yeah, held to a, a level of accountability. Like, for me, the perfect situation is having VAR and maybe the review system, but then being mic'd up, but not just the ref on the pitch, the offside uh, official uh, the linesmen sorry offside official the linesmen and the people in the back room stop making the decisions looking at the replays because then when you hit, listen to that you can be like okay why are you doing this making that but you can go through it and you can have some level of understanding if they're just doing it without even speaking to you or just making these put, drawing these lines then what what you are you're you're just going to think that they're manipulating it for their own like need right and like if they then say, say something like oh no, we see a foul in the build-up. Okay, is that really? Okay, then maybe you can kind of understand it. Do you get where I'm coming from? Yeah. It's just those simple solutions. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've I think we've spoken enough about VAR and the overall process and how it's really impacted the Premier League. I guess we we could close it off in terms of what our thoughts are for VAR and the whole topic of how we want to improve it and. Yeah, any real, what your key solutions are for improving that and how we can uh, improve the game as well.
0: So for me, I think ultimately the game should be played naturally how it was before technology. And like we said, I think the first things refs need to be mic'd up is so important just so fans in the stadium and people watching at home can understand what the decisions um, that are being contended ultimately the reasoning behind the decisions being made and what the overall outcome is for that decision just so we know firstly what's going on. So I think we should let the game play out naturally but only use the VAR if a team wants to challenge a decision and I think that's where the review system would be really good. So maybe something like three reviews for a game, something similar to a cricket um, and just leave it up to the teams. because you can't be annoyed if, if you don't challenge something. That's on you. Like, okay, maybe it might not be the wrong decision, but how can you be upset after the game if you don't challenge something? That That's something, that's a free will decision. You can't have any sort of controversy around that. Um, and I think that would give referees more freedom to just come to decisions themselves rather than being so over-reliant on VAR and having the influence of VAR um, sort of overturning the decisions that they thought were correct in the first place. Yeah, I so mean, that would be that would be my thoughts
2: I'm really similar to the finish like I like VAR um, and it's been like I said it's been we've seen the good the bad and the ugly this season uh, but but when it's worked well it's actually worked really well like yesterday for example so it does work in that sense but for me definitely margin of error for offside the touching lines or something similar like they do in the Dutch league I think that would definitely help the miking up again would definitely help, even even if they not even if they just come out after the game and explain why they're given the decision. Some level of transparency, even from the Premier League, like in the NFL, they do it, or the NFL Commission will come out after the game and explain why the decision was made. Some level of transparency would definitely help, just from a fan's perspective. And for me, I mean, the review system I know is just this is just sort, of, sort of sort of just spit boiling at the moment. Um, it does need some sort of refinement, but I think something like that could work. I mean, when when I first heard about VAR, I always thought the review system was probably the right way to go because I've seen it work quite well in tennis and 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 in cricket um I it, and it's up to the teams like finish said to use it if they waste their reviews that's their choice but they've made the decision I quite like a review system and obviously if you you win it you keep it If you don't you lose it I quite like that system where they work working football yeah remains to be seen and there's probably some details to be worked out um but I definitely think that's the case and maybe the last thing I think the tech need to get there it might the tech i think it's like lagging a bit behind like i mentioned before with the frame rate and stuff but i'm hoping that might be able to be solved as technology improves but that's something we we can't predict kaj what about you what are you thinking
1: yeah, I mean, speaking about the frame rate, I think the issues with frame rate is that we then we look back on red cards. There's a lot of red cards that are sometimes given when everything is super slow mode. When in real time, it's you can't. I don't think it's it just happens, isn't it? It's like the momentum of your body when people run against each other and so on. Um, if I want to summarize VR, I'm really, ha- I'm not okay. I wouldn't say really happy, but I'm happy that we are introducing technology to help referees because they can't see everything that's happening on the pitch and so because it is a fast baseball and you need some, these replays to for match changing instance my issue is in terms of how how long it's being used but ultimately it will not be implemented properly unless the standard of the referee improves we co- we've complained before we always seem to have given excuse for why the referees have got a poor, done a poor job uh, throughout the years before VAR, it's because it's too fast. They need more help. They need they need this. They need that. They need the monitor last like last year. Well, now they have they have these things. They have VAR, and apparently they're getting more confused. Well, no, you've just consistently do a poor job, and you're not and you're not being held accountable. And you don't. There's no level of standard that is being met by these referees. And if we, I think even potentially bringing new referees for maybe even abroad or something like that, it could in, improve the standard of the refereeing game. And then we, and as well as the standard of football as well, uh, in terms of the solutions for VR, I do think transparency needs to be, uh, included when I, I was warming up to the review system. I wasn't for it initially, but I think if there is more transparency between people uh, being mic'd up and going through the decision process, then I am happy with that and uh, using VAR for the future. The only discussion at point I wanted to bring before we close, with, close off is, what are your thoughts on VAR in how it's affected the celebration for a goal?
2: I mean, I mean, it's a pure yeah, en- yeah, it's enjoyment. A pure it? enjoyment. Takes away, yeah, the- ruins it. And we're not in the ground, so I've, I've only, I don't think I've actually been to a game, or maybe I've only been to one where VAR has been used. So I can't really comment. Um, but I guess if you're in the ground and it's you're there, it'll probably feel a lot different.
0: But just watching a game on TV, do you celebrate a goal if it goes in? No. Nah
1: not anymore well a bit but you have to wait depends on the game
0: it's not it's not not like the Aguero
1: moments isn't it like you know against QPR from like 10 years ago isn't it
0: that's a sad reality like even even a goal that you think is so obvious that it is a goal you don't even feel comfortable to celebrate it because there's always that off chance that they look at something that you haven't even considered It's quite sad isn't it so I hope we do get to a stage where we can get back to some level of enjoyment and the rhythm of the game can get back to what football should be um and i hope hopefully they implement these changes that we discussed but i think that was a that was a good discussion yeah. wasn't it
1: yeah i mean we probably need a, he- a head off soon obviously you of course newcastle are playing in like five six minutes not
0: it yeah starting soon so thanks guys for listening i think that was a, a really good discussion and it will be interesting to hear your thoughts. Um, if you if you get in touch with us on Instagram and Twitter uh, at BTG underscore pod, uh, make sure you're following us as well on Spotify and all our socials. And we'll see you for the next episode. And mention Apple
1: Podcasts as well, mate. Apple
0: Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. We're now on Apple Podcasts, so yeah, make sure make sure you're giving us a review there as well if you are over there. Peace.